My name is Padraigo Tuma, and poetry for me is not an escape from the world, but an embrace of it. Poetry isn't the final end in and of itself. Poetry is a way to open myself up to being alive in the world, in my body and in my words and in my mind. The New Religion by Chris Abani The body is a nation I have not known. The pure joy of air, the moment between leaping from a cliff into the wall of blue below, like that. Or to feel the rub of tired lungs against skin-covered bone, like a hand against the rough of bark, like that. The body is a savage, I said. For years I said that. The body is a savage, as if this safety of the mind were virtue, not cowardice. For years I have snubbed the dark rub of it, said, I am better, Lord, I am better. But sometimes, in an unguarded moment of sun, I remember the cow dung scent of my childhood skin, thick with dirt and sweat and the screaming grass. But this distance I keep is not divine. For what was Christ if not God's desire to smell his own armpit? And when I see him, I know he will smile, fingers glued to his nose, and say, Next time I will send you down as a dog to taste this pure hunger. I love this poem for the way in which he explores his own relationship with his body and tells us really that there's been a distance in him between his mind and the way his mind talks about his body as if his mind isn't part of his body. And I think this is a very masculine poem. I think this is a poem written by a man reflecting on his relationship with the body, his relationship with ease. And then he speaks about the body being a nation, and being pure joy, and he speaks about the exhilaration of leaping and the thrill of it all. And then he speaks about his experience of the body as having been something that spoke of his body as a savage. And he repeats that, the body is a savage. And he speaks about seeking safety in the mind. And then he says that it's cowardice that has kept him from being overly present to his body. It speaks about being present to the body and the shout and the whoop and the joy of it all and the movement of it all and the fluency of it all. It speaks about that as vulnerability and that to face into the anxiety of that. He instead has sought safety and he has called that safety virtue instead of realising, as he's saying very vulnerably here, it's cowardice. He hasn't known how to risk what it means to be present in the body. And he has sought safety in the mind when the risk of being in the body has been present there. Sometimes people would ask me the question of, are you a head person or a heart person? And I never liked the question, but it took me a long time to define why I didn't like the question, because I don't like the idea that you have to be one or the other. And also, I don't like the imagination that those two are necessarily so divorced. I mean, both the head and the heart, the mind and the feelings, they all take place within a body. If you didn't have a body, you wouldn't have those things. 
And so the question is, is what is your body saying and how are you listening to your body? And sometimes that might be intuition. Sometimes that might be analysis. If you're feeling led by your feelings, that can be as intellectual as being led by rationale. And I think I've always felt like I don't fit in the imagination about what a man should be like when it comes to talking in public. And I uh, always felt like that was being used as a slur against me. But I recognize the way that Chris Abani writes here about the deep divide that he's felt and the need that he's felt to reconcile those things and the wish almost to have another go, the wish to have a better go at being present to your body without apology. Similarly, in the way that Chris Avani brings in questions of religion, I think there can be an anxiety about the carnality of the body. There can be an anxiety about being present to sex, about enjoying the sexual language of your body and owning that. Carnal comes from the word carne in Latin, meaning meat. And it's a fascinating thing to be so uncomfortable with the meat of your own body and the invitation that he puts forward in this through the mouth of a god who's got an armpit and is smelling his own fingers. The invitation in this poem is to be present to the meat of your own body and how the meat of your body is filled with its own hunger. There's a couple of technicalities within the poem that are quite brilliant. For Chris Abani, the experience of embodiedness is about the joy of jumping and feeling your lungs, your filled lungs, press up against your ribs and feeling the rub of hand against your own skin and having the smell of yourself when you were young and exuberant and exhausted and exhausting, probably, and the feeling of sweat and dirt on your own skin when you were younger. He speaks the whole way throughout this poem about parts of the body, lungs, armpits, bones, hands, rubbing your body, the smell of your body, your dirty, sweaty skin, your own armpits, your smile, your nose, taste and hunger. This is a poem that is filled with the reality of having a body and the poem is trying to figure out how to get to it using thoughts in the mind. Chris Abani is a Nigerian man with an English mother and he's regularly been told things about his face that make him think about his face. He's written an entire essay about it. And I think that line in this poem, the dark rub of it, is bringing us into that question about how he's using the word dark. In one of his writings, in the essay on his face, he has a line where he says that when he tells people that his father was Igbo from Nigeria and his mother a white English woman, people pause and give him a look that says, are you sure you're so dark? As if he doesn't know where he's from. And he, in his own home country in Nigeria, he's perceived often as being from all kinds of other places, not necessarily Africa. He's been considered Lebanese and Indian and Fulani and Arab, but not in England or in the US where he spent a lot of his life. There he's often spoken of as being firmly black. And so this usage of the word dark there is doing so much work in his poem, the dark rub of it. Um, the title of this poem, The New Religion, this poem could have been called so many things about the body or the dark rub of it, or it could be called The Rough of Bark, I Am Better Lord. There could be so many elements of that poem that could have been lifted up for the title, instead of which this title stands alone and 
points the direction that this poem is facing in, which is a religion that pays attention to the body and a religion that is enfleshed, a religion that is holding itself in meat. And you even see that the poem tries to do that when it says, like a hand against the rough of bark, like that, the way that he speaks about leaping from a cliff into the wall of blue below, like that. And then the body is a savage, I said. For years I said that. The body is a savage. This poem is talking to itself. This poem is trying to bring the embodied memory of being back to itself and confront itself. This is the new religion, I think, that the poem is proposing, to be present to yourself in the fullness of your own body. The New Religion by Chris Abani The body is a nation I have not known The pure joy of air The moment between leaping from a cliff Into the wall of blue below Like that Or to feel the rub of tired lungs Against skin-covered bone Like a hand against the rough of bark Like that The body is a savage, I said For years I said that the body is a savage, as if this safety of the mind were virtue, not cowardice. For years I have snubbed the dark rub of it, said, I am better, Lord, I am better. But sometimes in an unguarded moment of sun, I remember the cow dung scent of my childhood skin, thick with dirt and sweat and the screaming grass. But this distance I keep is not divine. For what was Christ if not God's desire to smell his own armpit? And when I see him, I know he will smile, fingers glued to his nose and say, Next time I will send you down as a dog to taste this pure hunger. comes from Chris Abani's book, Hands Washing Water. Thank you to the Permissions Company on behalf of Copper Canyon Press, who gave us permission to use Chris's poem. Read it on our website at onbeing.org. Poetry Unbound is Chris Hegel, Aaron Kalasako, Siri Grassley, Eddie Gonzalez, Lillian Vo, Christiane Wartell, Karen Navar Wiki, Karen Towie, Suarisa, and me, Lily Percy. Our music is composed and provided by Gautam Trikushen and Blue Dot Sessions. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios, which is located on Dakota land. We also produce other podcasts you might enjoy, like On Being with Krista Tippett 
Becoming Wise, and This Movie Changed Me. Find those wherever you like to listen or visit us at onbeing.org to find out more. This podcast is produced by On Being Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Minnesota.